Welcome to Torah Imecha Nach Yomi with the OU Initiative. My name is Marcy Stern, and today we will be studying Sefer Hoshea Perak Chet. In Perak Zion, the Navi expands upon the sins of Aserat Hashvatim beyond that of idolatry. Through rich imagery, he describes their lack of busha when they sin, stealing in total public view. Their over-drinking and self-indulgence as they are chamat miyayin, heated up by wine. Their sin of late sanus, cynicism and mockery. Their passion in running after immorality, idolatry, and following their yetzer hara. Kulam yechamu katanur, they have become heated like an oven. Their loss of their ability to reason and think straight, like a cake that was not turned over. They are so single-minded in their desire to follow their desires that they are oblivious to their dire fate and don't call out to Hashem. Perachet begins with a call for Hoshea to swiftly scream out to Yisrael about the impending arrival of the enemy. El chikha shofar. To your pallet put a shofar, kanesher al beit Hashem, like an eagle upon the house of Hashem, yan avru briti val pasha'u, because they have violated my covenant and they have sinned against my Torah. Rashi explains, raise your voice loudly like a shofar, as if the shofar is attached to your pallet. The wind from your throat fills the shofar immediately. Targum, tell them that the enemy will swoop down on them like an eagle, and punish them. Quite the powerful simile. The, the eagle will come swiftly, decisively, forcibly, suddenly upon them. There was a need for the Nevoas to be varied in their style to be effective. Obviously, the message is the most important, but it's not only what is said, but how it's said, since the people listened to the prophecies. The nuances of the messages are understood through the choice of the metaphors, similes, and other linguistic techniques. The mashalim are taken from the culture of the time so it could be easily understood, sometimes making it harder for us, since we are not by and large an agricultural society, well-versed in the birds and the animals and the nature of those times. Pasuk Gimel spells out the problem exactly, simply, succinctly. Gimel, Zanach Yisrael Tov Oyev Yirdefo. Yisrael Aser Sashvatim have left the good, and so the enemy will chase him. What is this Tov? Obviously, Hashem, who is the ultimate good, or Torah, which we know in Mishle Perik Dalit is described as Lekach Tov. Ki Lekach Tov Natati Lahem. I have given them a good purchase. You left me my Torah, the enemy will come. The main focus of much of the rest of the parak, once again, is the sin of idolatry. But this time, the Navi begins by revealing to us where Yisrael's problems all began. And he goes back into their history. Pasuk Dalet, Vehim himlichu, velo mimeni, hisiru, velo yadati. They enthroned kings, but not for me. They ordained officers, but not by my consultation. Radak says, They made Yeruvam king and they didn't ask me. Even though we know that Hashem told 
Achia Hashuloni to go and speak to Yeravam about his eventual being king. The nation, lo sha'alu pi, they never asked. Also, when B'nai Yisrael saw that Yeravam closed off Yerushalayim and set up Egledan Ubeitel, they should have deposed him. And even the remainder of the kings were crowned without Hashem's consultation, other than Yehu. The foundation of Malchut Yisrael was faulty. It had definite, deep cracks in its foundation, not only from Yeravam ben Nevat, but from the people as well. The Pasuk goes on, Kaspam uzavam asulahem atzabim. The Pasuk continues that Israel can't blame their leaders. The Rabbi now explains that there was collective responsibility here. They took their money, their gold and their silver, and they themselves went and made idols. And so they are destined to fall. And just as Pasu Gimel said, using the word Zanach, Zanach Yisrael Tov, B'nai uh, Yisrael, Aseris Hashvatim, left the goodness, you left Hashem, and so in Pasuk Hei goes on, Zanach Eglech Shomron, Hashem will leave you Shomron, the capital, because of the Agalim, because of these idols set up and done in Betel. Or the Mitzudas David says, you left Hashem for idols, now the idols will forsake you. They have nothing to offer you, to help you. You can't count on them. Why, Pasuk Vav? Ki mi Yisrael, v'hu charash asahu, v'lo Elohim hu. For the idols are from Yisrael, a craftsman made it. And it's not a god. For the calves of Shomron will eventually be splinters, the Pasuk goes on to say. The Agalim, the calves, are powerless because they were made by Yisrael, men of flesh and blood, with no ability to create a deity. They were made with the gold and silver donated by Yisrael, the Mitzvah and Rashi explained, and fashioned by the craftsmen. And so in the end, the idols will be destroyed by the enemy, stripped of the gold and silver, and remain just being splinters of wood. Rodak adds, sadly enough, May Yisrael, the idea of the adultery came not from the Goyim, but rather from Yisrael, from the Jews who had fashioned the original eagle in the desert. Did you not learn? What a condemnation. Did you not see what happened with the eagle in the Midbar? And now you go, Yisrael, and set up these agalim? To worship these idols, what did they do, Pasuk Yeralev? Ki hirba Ephraim mizbachot lachato. Hayulo mizbachot lachato. Double language there, no? They added to the altars that their kings and fathers had already built, and they made more altars. They had found it important to build more, showing their commitment to these false gods. Radak comments. What is Hashem's poignant response? Echtavlo rubei Torati. I wrote for them great principles of my Torah. And the ketiv there means I wrote multitudes of, of instructions for them. Kmozar nechshavu. They regarded them as foreign 
an alien. Mari Krah explains, Katati lahem I wrote for them many nevuos to be given by the Navim in order to teach them the right way. But what happened? They looked at them like they were foreign. And he says, Mari Krah, something remarkable. They respond as if they never ever heard any of it. They build more and more altars for Avodah while I send Naveem with more and more instructions for their betterment, and it's as if they never heard the words before. It's foreign to them. How painful to hear. How painful for Hashem to hear. How painful it is for us. Our kids say to us sometimes after we've instructed them and told them things that we think they need to hear, and they say, what? You never told me that before. I never heard that. How can it be that they act that way, that they respond that way? They are so involved in their pursuit of the Sahara. They're so hot in the pursuit of their desires that they don't hear anything. They just can't. They are totally, it's all foreign to them. So interesting that um, Rabbi Rucham Lubavitz in his Das Chachma and Musar says something very interesting. And he says, what does it mean, Kmozar Nechshavu, that it was foreign to them, the Torah and what Hashem had to say? He says what it means is she'en la tevarim love. The words have nothing to do with them. no no geyalo. He thinks, what does this have to do with me? What happens sometimes is they get so minutak, so cut off from their being, um, from the words of Torah speaking to their hearts, that it's like, what does this have to do with me? What is the Navi telling me? Nothing to do with me. Maybe somebody else, maybe not. Who knows? Torah has to speak to your heart. Typical for a Baal Musr to say, obviously. There has to be shaychus, la'atzmo uvsaro. There has to be applicability. It has to have something to do with me in, and, and who I am in order for it to take hold. And Rabbi Rucham quotes Rabbeinu Yonah in, um, um, in Shari Tshuva, uh, in the fourth, um, excuse me, in the second Sha'ar, where he is telling us ways in order for us to return to Hashem. And listen to this, especially again, people who are learning Navi. He says, what is the fourth way? At, um, that a person, when he's learning the Torah of Hashem, he should be reading the words of the Navi in Navim and the words of Ksuvim. And he has to try to understand the pleasantness of these words of Musser. Quite incredible three words, because usually when we think of Musser, we don't think of pleasantness. But what we should be doing that, we should be thinking that when people are sometimes critiquing us, 
that critique is not out of meanness and out of disconcern, but rather as a means by which we're trying to get them back onto the straight and narrow to understand what they're supposed to be doing. And we should be thanking Hashem for that. So a person should be learning the words of Musa from the Nevim and Ksuvim and seeing no one in them. And yes, and yes, he will hear and he will have to see um, these words of punishment as well. And then he will find fear in them because he knows that they, that they, they are talking to him and trying to influence him for positive. And then he will prepare his heart, right, to do what that which is appropriate. We have to learn the Musr, to see its guidance, to see its noam. We have to understand not zar nechshavu, that is something strange and nothing to do with us, but that these have everything to do with us. Everything to do with you and everything to do with me. Once the Navi discusses the Mizbechot for Avodah Zarah, that Yisrael have multiplied, he returns to Yehud, who has been influenced, obviously, by the Ten Tribes. Pasuk Yudgimel says, Zivchei havhavin Yizbechu basar v'yochelu. The burnt offerings that were brought as sacrifices bring you know, um, slaughter the meat and eat it. Hashem lowratzam, Hashem doesn't want them. The Navi faults them, as Yeshayahu has, for bringing Karbanos and the Beit HaMikdash as mere rituals, assuming Hashem will forgive them. They think they will get atonement while they continue in their deceptions. And so the parak ends, Atayiskor avonam kod chatatam. Now Hashem will remember their sins and avenge them for their errors. The parak ends as it begins. Vayishkach Yisrael et osehu. Yisrael forgot their creator. Vayiven hechalot and he builds temples to the idols. V'yudah hirba arim b'tzurot. And Yehuda adds, again that word adding, uh, very great cities of, that are fortified in order to save him from the enemy. But, Pasukala, reminder, the Nesher, the eagle, will swoop down, as he had said in Pasukalaf, Vishilachti Eish Ba'arav Va'achla Armanoteha. I will send fire into their cities and I will eat up their palaces. Thank you for learning together. Le'iloi Nishpat Rivka Schwab Riva Bas Alexander Center.